If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Brian. This is Beth. And we once again have our very special guest, Missy. But that is because today is a very special episode of the Frank and Beans podcast. Yeah, I don't know if we can call it special, though. I mean, it's kind of a downer. Well, but it's like more like an after-school special, special, not right. special yeah. meaning very important. Very important indeed. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the dark side of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and more specifically, the sexual assault side. Yeah. That can happen. You should see the look on Brian's face oh, right so, now. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I know. He hates talking about it. But the reason that we felt that it was really important to talk about it is um, it was just sort of spawned from um, a recent Facebook post that Brian made because there was a celebrity in town performing at our local music venue who has been accused multiple times of sexual assault and sexual assault by minors by minors um and you know adult women but um you know brian made a post that was essentially a meme that was a guy um who held a sign in front of his body that said you know whenever you know you're let's all remember that you know well we'll just say who it was it's jared leto and 30 seconds to mars and it just said Go ahead and read it, Bri. Yeah, it says, um, friendly reminder that Jared Leto. Are we saying Leto or Leto? I say Leto, but Leto? You, you, I think yeah. it's Leto. Leto? Le- we'll go with Leto. Okay. That's Missy, by the way, our special guest. Oh, did I forgot Hi. to say that? God, no, no, no. I'm a jerk. I, I'm, she was waiting to be. You were doing int- such a good job of intro. Okay. <laughs> no, she was waiting to be introduced and she just piped in. She couldn't help herself. Oh, gosh. Um, so, friendly reminder that Jared Leto has been accused of sexual assault by over a dozen females, a dozen female 30 Seconds to Mars fans as young as 15 years old. This came up because a lot of people were posting their pictures on Facebook and Instagram um, from their experience at the 30 Seconds to Mars um, show that happened here locally. Yeah. And I, you know, I wasn't trying to really start some shit, but it's kind of like, (laughs) what are you doing, people? I like this... Just think about it. It said a friendly reminder. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't saying do anything or don't go. It was just, hey, let's not forget that that is a thing. And I think right. that's the most important part of it to me is that basically what it led to was a deluge of comments oh of God. of people on both sides of the fence, but a surprising number of people who were defending him. Yeah. And, you know, we really got heated about it because... You know, I get it. He's been accused, not in a court of law, and he has not been convicted of any of these offenses. But, you know, one of the reasons we felt it was so important to have Missy on this show is because Missy is a professional counselor, and she is the perfect person to chime in and share information with us about how underreported these things are to the police. Like, you know, just because it wasn't reported to the police, does that mean it didn't happen? No. So, you know, maybe... Right, and that's what, I mean, just real quick, like, reading through the post, um, because I came into the, I saw the post late, it wasn't in the beginning, there were already, I think, over 100 comments on the page when I first found it. Um, And as I was scrolling through, I just was cringing at some of the misrepresentation of trauma that was being seen. Um, So, 
I am thrilled that you guys are willing to have this conversation in a public forum because it's so important that accurate information is being presented um, so that people know how to respond when something like this happens. Absolutely. So, Missy, real quick, before we go any further... um, Give us a little bit of viewer background. And, your credentials. And, yeah, your credentials. You why you're qualified yeah. to speak on this. So I am a licensed clinical social worker. So that is my credentialing um, in the professional realm. Um, but I think that more important than that is the 17 years of experience I have working within the child welfare system, um, within, with populations of individuals who experienced incredible amounts of trauma. So I've worked in behavioral residential facilities, um, psychiatric hospitals, um, child welfare system doing investigations for child abuse and neglect, which include child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and currently I work with, uh, children and families and with the Army system, mm-hmm. and, you know, just because the Army is uh, the big bad force that it is doesn't mean that the people working within the Army haven't experienced incredible amounts of trauma as True. well. And Absolutely. so trauma is a huge fo- focus of the Army system, um, in particular for behavioral health, is right. to address trauma with, with the soldiers and their families. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, you know... Um, Yeah, Missy had kind of came into that conversation late, but, um, you know, one of the things that really was so bothersome to me and Brian about that whole post was, A, the number of women who were just making absurd comments Mm -hmm. about, you know, to the nature of like, oh, I'd let Jared Leto rape me any day of the week, or, you know, I mean, Brian, maybe you can share some of the other ones that you... There was one if... um Hey, if I was in a room with Jared Leto, I'd let him do anything he wanted to. Right. And, you know, then there was a couple of men. Um, We feel compelled to specifically call one of them out by name because he was such a piece of shit on this thread. His name was Chris Wright. He works at Pac-Mail, maybe, or maybe (laughs) Maybe. not. Um, But he literally was saying, you know, women are just women lie about this stuff when it comes to celebrities all the time mm-hmm. you know um they're trying to get something for nothing they're yeah. just trying to they're, they're they're trying to make a name for themselves they're trying to get um, some kind of claim out there that's going to hurt this person who did nothing to them. She probably poked holes in the condom of consensual sex. That was one so of the comments. So that she could get pregnant. That and was like, one of the comments. It, it was, was just ridiculous. disgusting. It was disgusting. And it was disgusting not only that these men were having saying these things, but also the women who were... Backing them up. Backing yeah. them up, yeah. And, yeah. you know... You know, perhaps those people have been fortunate enough to never experience any kind of trauma in their life. Um, but, you know, we it, it went so far that we felt compelled to have a whole entire episode devoted to this topic so that, you know, not only we can bring light to it, but that if any of you, our listeners, have experienced this, that you can know that we understand and we care about you and we want to provide you with the resources that you need to get through it whatever way works for you. And that one of the, I guess one of the other big things about that whole post was that they were saying, well, none of them were reported to the police. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Exactly. And you know, we know that there are so many people out there that don't report it. 
And, right. you know, does it like Brian made the best point ever. Like he was like, well, what about a murder? How many murders happen that like, does that mean that person's not dead? You know? Yeah, and, if it, it, I mean, we both grew up in Chicago. So, I mean, if there's a murder and nobody reports it to the police, is it, hey, wait a minute, guy, get up. You're faking it. Right. You haven't been murdered. I if, mean, that's not how this works. Right. If a tree falls in the woods, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not making light of it, but you know what I mean. Well, no, pretty yeah. much. And the, the other point I wanted to make was with the females who were like, I would let Jared Leto do anything to me. That's consent. That's consent. That and that's not what we're talking it, yeah. about. And I don't just want and to pick on I think there's enough information to talk about with consent alone to cover an entire podcast. Right. But, you know, the important thing is, is that that's exactly right. Like if I am choosing to be in a room with Jared Leto and I choose to let him do anything to me that he would like, that means I'm giving the consent to do that. But we also have to remember that we have to be of the age to give consent in yes. order for that right. to mean squat yes so if she is under the age in in that particular state which you know a lot of every state has their own laws pertaining to that but generally speaking there's usually some sort of um identified age that is decided that this person is now old enough to give consent right then sometimes there's a secondary backup you know like uh that there has to be or should be um a six-year age gap you know so if she's 17 and he's 21 it may not go anywhere but if she's 17 and he's 28 now you know now we have a big problem see that's interesting because look at this differently yeah i didn't realize that there was also an age gap portion to that i don't know how many other people maybe didn't know that too because i only knew that there was an age of consent but i didn't realize that there was also an age gap of consent as well yeah i I think, and, and not every state's going to have that, but I think that one of the reasons they came into that was because of those situations where maybe, you know, two people started dating in high school, freshman and senior, and then the senior obviously is going to continue to age at the same rate as the right. freshman. Um, you know, and at some point in time now, parents could consen- uh, potentially, you know, pursue statutory rape. Sure. Um, but they kind of built in this kind of, identifying factor for those kinds of scenarios. Yeah. That makes um, sense. And that definitely makes sense. There's a huge difference between a guy who's, yeah. 18 and a a female who's 16, 17. Versus a 16 year old. And yeah, like, I don't know how old Jared Leto is, but I've been ready to Google it. I was just going to say, like, I know that I've been watching him play a high schooler since I was in high school. Yeah. So I can guarantee he's way past that age gap, like whatever it is, if there is one in whatever state this occurred in. And, you know, again, we respect the legal aspects of that. We we respect the fact that he's innocent until proven guilty. But what about that that victim being innocent until she's proven guilty of lying about it? Like these people were automatically making assumptions that she was lying about it because most people consider him attractive. I don't. If Jared Leto and I were in and I were in a room, I guarantee you that shit wouldn't be consent. Okay. So Jared Leto is Jared Leto, Leto, whatever Leto. We're calling him Leto because we Um, say what we want about 46 years old, 46 years old. Thank you. Okay. So 46 and 15, 15. Okay. No, that's that clearly. That's why those age gap laws are, are are there because 46 and 15 now. And at 15, you're not 
you know, that's why she came out about it afterwards and, you know, posted it on an internet forum because when she was 15, she probably didn't realize what was happening. You know, she may not have. But then when you're an adult and you start to realize like, oh my God, like, you know, maybe I, at the time I maybe just thought, I was having bad sex with a celebrity who was doing things that I didn't necessarily like or want him to do. But as an adult, you learn about what that is and what that is, is not consent. But And and also the the other point here is, you know, I'm 35. Um, Does anybody else want to disclose their? their I'm 37. We've talked about that. Okay. Best 37. Missy, you don't have to go there. I'm 38. Thirty-eight. Okay. See, it's okay. We're we're hot older women. But, you know, one of the points yeah. I wanted to make was, hey, we're all in our thirties, or we're into our thirties. Um, I did not grow up with social media. No, no, we did not. I have not used social media as an outlet. It, Missy, is it so weird for somebody who is fifteen right now to use social media as an outlet to? get attention or to get help or to express what happened to her because she's too scared to go to the police at this stage of the game with with adolescence in this day and age social media is a diary essentially um i mean and if you think about at that age i mean even i was a pretty well-adjusted teenager um but life was pretty dramatic at that point. Yep. Our brains are not fully developed. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have all of the rational reasoning skills right. that we need to have. We think we know everything. Yeah, that yep. know about life. yeah, you sure do. Um, I was a fucking idiot back then. Sexual behavior. Um, you know, and, and we think that we have it all figured out. Well, I'm a 15 year old girl and I end up in a room with Jared Leto or anyone else that I find right. to be admirable or attractive or whatever um and i i may decide to engage in a in a sexual behavior with that person but that doesn't necessarily mean that i wanted to have abusive behavior <clears throat> against me during that interaction right, right. So like from what i've read from these girls that have posted about their experiences First of all, I haven't read anything, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I haven't read it, I haven't found it, that suggests that any of these girls are looking for any kind of financial compensation exactly. or anything from him. Exactly. Um, and that was my so point, that too. that would be one thing to point out. But also, basically what I've read is an accounting of uh, BDSM-type behavior yes. yeah. in a sexual relationship, and I'm... I'm a little bit naive in this department because this isn't behavior that I engage in, but I would be curious to know because I assume, um, you know, that there is a lot of conversating that goes into a BDSM relationship before that behavior. Right. Communication being one of the biggest ones. Right. Exactly. Well, like for instance, you know, a lot of communication. So if he didn't communicate with her and that person before that happened, then it technically he is, forcing that on her which yes. is abuse not you know yeah it, it's not accepted it's not consented right for him to choke me or strangle me during sex right. it's not consented that he um give me lacerations on my backside because he's hitting me so yeah. hard you know right. Right. or like one of the things that i consented to yeah one of the specific things that they had kind of mentioned was you know like that um 
you know, and especially just put yourself in your own 15 year old brain. She had said, you know, we consented to sex and then he forcefully had anal sex with me. I did not say yes to that. In fact, I said no to that and he didn't stop. And, you know, when you're 15, you think in that situation like, oh, well, I consented to sex. So I guess I have to, you know, maybe she just thinks that's part of sex. And because she said yes to the other sex, that that was something that she was just going to have to do because she's already said yes. And there's no point where you don't get to say no. You can say no at any point in time or to any act you're not willing to do. That is the fact. And... But you if know. you also take that take into consideration, I'm 15 years old and I've got this famous person who is, you know, giving me this type of attention. Um, am I going to be as inclined to say no once it started? Right. right. Yep. You know, Absolutely I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want to disappoint my friends who I can who I am going to be able to tell the story to. I don't want to disappoint all of these other people um, because this is something that everybody should want. And just because everybody else should want it doesn't mean that I necessarily want it. Absolutely. Well, I think that something that could be said about, you know, like what you were saying is um, I consented to sex, but then I wasn't consenting to abusive sex. Yeah. Um, And he's now, he's doing anal sex and I hadn't, I I didn't consent to that, but how do I tell him no now? Um, that also contributes to why maybe I'm not going to report this when this is over. Because, right, right. And that, um, yeah, that was. I feel guilty and I feel responsible mm-hmm. and I feel ashamed. Um, so therefore, I'm not going to go and, and tell anyone because if I tell them, no, I consented to sex, but I didn't consent to anal sex, they aren't going to believe me. Yes. Okay. You know, or they're going to say something along the lines of, uh, well, you put yourself in that position, it's your fault. You know, right, if you hadn't right. put yourself in that position, then none of this would have happened. So, so I, that's going to be one reason that I'm not going to disclose that this happened in the moment at the time right after it happened. So just in the in the general terms of... Why someone wouldn't report it? Uh, well, consexual oh. sex. But like, at, at what point, as a male, am I supposed to stop? This is going to sound ignorant, and I'm doing this on purpose, but... If I'm having sex with a female and she says no, no, the minute you say no, so wait a minute. If I buy you a nice dinner, I'm gonna gonna suggest that, and this is putting a lot of responsibility on um, the man, and and I I also don't want us to get too wrapped up in the concept that only women are absolutely yes, yeah, because. You know, when you when you are engaging in an intimate relationship with another person, be it a male, a female, whatever, um, if that person isn't necessarily saying no, but they're tense, their body language is suggesting yes. that they're not really comfortable. Because some people, you know, we all have fight or flight, you know, nailed down. We all know about fight or flight, but we don't always talk about freeze. Okay. So yeah. we have the, the fight and flight. You know, I'm either going to fight this, I'm going to yell and scream and say no, I'm going to kick them in the nuts, I'm going to do whatever I can to get out of this scenario. I might try to run away, you know, as best I can, you know, whatever. Or I might absolutely freeze where I am and almost go into a disassociative state, which means that I'm not really living in the moment. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I am kind of in my own little dream world. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is and there's something happening right now. And there's, um, you know, th- there's like that. That's I think that's the classic thing that people think about when you think about sexual assault outside of it being a celebrity. You know, when you talk about people who are victims of, of child rape or incest or things like that, the freeze is the natural reaction because it's your body telling you to, you know, like take yourself out of it in whatever way you can, which in that case is mentally because you're not physically strong enough to leave that person. Exactly. And it's actually, I just recently went to a training where they were telling us that this is actually something that is chemically designed within each of our bodies. So we aren't even in control of that. So some of us are just naturally inclined based on the chemistry of our bodies with our brain to go into a disassociative state um, in moments like this when we're in, in a traumatic event. Yeah. So they're just existing. So if you're noticing that this person isn't really like acting as though they're totally comfortable, take a step back yeah. and ask. You know, there's never a better time to be direct in communication than Absolutely, right now. Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah, this you know. the perfect opportunity for you to just ask those questions because if, it is too, if it's too uncomfortable of a question for you to ask, you shouldn't be going into this kind of a relationship with this person. Okay. You shouldn't be having this type of behavior. Yeah. That's a great person. point. Yeah, that's a great point. If you're not comfortable enough with that person, to tell them yes or no, or I like that, or I don't like that. Right. You probably shouldn't be having that interaction. Absolutely. Right. Well, the point I was trying to make with being completely ignorant is anytime that any woman says, I'm not comfortable with this, please stop. Fuck you. Get off of me. Yeah. Is the time to stop? Yeah. It's not. It's uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was trying to be stupid about it because, you know. Obviously, there's some stupid people out there. <laughs> yeah, that. there but, are. But, but you know, but again, it's not just about them using the words. You know, it, it's about very good point. The, yeah, the yeah, the body the language. With Extremely and good recognizing point. Recognizing yeah. the, the 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 nonverbals that they're giving you, and if they're not acting like they're absolutely into it, then maybe you need to stop and take a step back and ask. That Absolutely. Is an you know, is this okay with you? Yeah. Are you comfortable? Yep. Yeah. And that Am leads- I doing something to make you uncomfortable? Yeah. Right. And that kind of leads me to also the other, the idea too, you know, there's no um, proof or really like talk about, you know, were drugs involved of any of this? Because think of how many rape cases involved, you know, like, girls that were roofied at a frat party or you know jared leto i'm sure has plenty of access to and i'm not sure. again i'm not saying he's guilty but i, don't I wanna, am saying yeah. you know there's you know what if she got drugged and then she just woke up and thought she had too much to drink and had sex with jared leto but you know or whoever at a frat you know or yeah. a guy you know like one of the bravest things i've ever seen it was an episode of rupaul's drag race which is one of my favorite shows one of the contestants came out and and said, you know, you know, he was an openly gay man, but he said his first sexual experience was him being raped at a party. And, you know, um, he never reported it. The first time he ever talked about it to anybody was on that show because he finally felt so supported and in an environment of people that would understand and what happened to him and just be supportive and not say that he had it coming or Oh, because that person was so hot who wouldn't want to fuck them or whatever, you know, and, um, you know, so it does happen to, you know, again, going back to that whole, you know, it's not just females 
thing, you know, that's an important thing to say. And, and the reason that so much of it doesn't get reported or talked about is because it's a shameful experience, you know. Right. I was actually on the um, the website for Rain. It's the Rape, Abuse, Incest uh, National Network. And, um, you know, because one of those people's biggest point was, why isn't it reported? Why was none of it reported? Well, the reason none of it is reported is because these are actual statistics from, you know, a government organization that, you know, helps victims of sexual assault. Um, it says literally the vast majority of perpetrators will not go to jail or prison out of 1000 rapes, 994 perpetrators will walk free. Only 310 out of 1000 are reported to the police. Only 57 of them out of a thousand lead to an arrest only 11 of those cases get even referred to a prosecutor. Seven out of 1,000 will lead to a felony conviction. And only six of those people will go to jail. It's insane. For and, how long? Right. And yeah, not even getting into how long. And, you know, just as another, like, as, as a comparative piece of information... Um, they talk about battery as a crime. Battery is a violent crime, just like a rape or, you know, a sexual assault. Um, out of a thousand assault and battery crimes, 627 are reported to police. People are more than twice as likely to report a battery, which is still a violent crime, than they are to report a sexual assault because of the shame and the guilt, you know, and all those different things. The fact that people won't think you're believed, you know. Um, 255 will lead to an arrest versus 57. Yeah. One fifth of the people who are experience a sexual assault or uh, who make a sexual assault, who are the, are the perpetrators of sexual assault, you're five times more likely to get arrested for an assault or battery charge than you are for a rape. You are also 105 cases of assault get referred to a prosecutor versus 11. So you are one-tenth as likely to even go to prosecution one-tenth than if you battered somebody. And 41 cases led to a felony conviction for in a battery were only seven. So again, you're at one-sixth yeah. as likely. And then 33 people out of 1,000 will be incarcerated for assault or battery versus six so if you rape somebody versus if you punch somebody in the face, you are six times more likely to go to jail for punching someone in the face than if you rape them. And that's one of the things that I didn't like because there was the guy who was commenting on this post. He had four names. I forget what it started with. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It was anyway, like, yeah. piece of shit as well. But he was like, hey, so I'm more likely to rape some broad and not go to jail for it. And it's like, oh, fuck, I hate to say it, but yeah, dude, you're not wrong. You know, th that's not the way that's not the way to go about it. But No, let's yeah, that isn't the point. No, that's not the <laughs> that's point. Not the point that anybody's trying to make. Yeah. We're not trying to say, "Hey guys, here's your permission to go out and do this and you're probably not going to get in trouble." Um, but you know, the the thing is is that the majority of the time the assault is not going to be by some stranger in an alley. Right. It's going to mm -hmm. be somebody that you know, mm -hmm. either because they're a 
friend or a relative or a friend of a friend or, you know, whatever that relationship may be, but you're going to have some sort of um, previous interaction with that person. Or a celebrity. Um, Or a celebrity. Yeah. Who no one's going to believe you because he's yeah. so hot, you uh, know, or whatever. So, yeah. Missy, yeah. You, you brought up some good points earlier about, you know, if it was if it was somebody who was a family member. We're, let's not even go there. What are some what are some reasons why victims would not report a sexual assault? So, I mean, let's think about I, there's so many reasons why somebody might not report. A lot of it does go into shame and guilt, feelings mm-hmm. of shame and guilt, um, fear. Um, you know, for a young girl who's, let's say, a father uh, perpetrated against her, it may even be that they feel like this is normal and this is what people do who are in love. And so he loves me and this is why he's doing this with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they may not feel like they need to report that. And then there's also the fear of if I do report it and he does go to jail, he's the one that works. He's the one that makes the money. Therefore, my whole family will be homeless and we won't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be that this person is even telling them this information to cause fear uh, because there's a lot of intimidation that's offered oftentimes with assault, particularly against our young people. Um, sure. Absolutely. Why would anyone, they, yeah, they why would anyone? Them, nobody will believe you. Yep. And, you know, I mean, famous people probably say this all the time, too. You know, who are they going to believe? You or me? I've got all this money, and I can mm-hmm. afford the greatest lawyers. Who are you going to get to go up against <laughs> Yep, that's me? a great point. Um, that, that intimidation factor is there, and that's a big reason not to report. I mean, and in terms of consent, you know, and the argument of, you know, she put herself in this position to to have this experience, you know, we talked earlier a little bit about like married couples and how it is, mm-hmm. it is something that happens that a, a man may rape his wife or a, a wife may rape her husband or, right. yeah. um, in the case of same sex marriages, rape can still occur because the problem is if consent isn't given then in that moment, consent was not given yeah a marriage Um, license doesn't equal consent right right if you are forcing yourself on a person or forcing them to participate in a behavior that they're not comfortable with and they've asked you not to do it it is assault yeah period that's why they call it sexual assault you know because it's it doesn't, you know, yeah, again, marriage license does not equal consent. And no. there's so much of that. And right. then, you know, you also think, too, like, you know, in those situations where you're maybe in a, a domestically abusive relationship, um, you know, this person has not already intimidated you. So let's say, you know, you have a husband who has been physically abusive to you in the past and then has been sexually abusive to you. Well, okay, like, let's say then you th- report it to the police, and then, okay, he gets, let's say, let's pretend he gets arrested, because obviously we've already gone over the statistics, he's not necessarily going to get arrested. Let's pretend he gets arrested, or hope and pray that he gets arrested. That doesn't mean he's not going to bond out, come home, and beat the living shit out of you. Right. You know, like, right. wh- why wouldn't you report that? Because it's better than getting your ass kicked, you know, like, at least... Maybe if you, you know, I don't know, but you have to put yourself, I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm saying in that situation, um, you know, like 
you have to probably take the lesser of two evils if you're that woman. You got to think, yeah, okay, maybe he sexually forced himself on me, but if I go and I tell somebody and then they try to do something about it and tell him that I told, he's going to beat the shit out of me, you know? Exactly. Well, and if he's the if he's the breadwinner, if he's the one with the career and I'm the one that's been staying at home and I send him to jail, he's right. not working now. Yeah, now you we're know, now he, I'm double screwed. Yeah, money. I don't have any money. Maybe we don't have enough in savings, or if we do, maybe he's you know controlled that money, and I don't have any access to it. Absolutely, um, yeah. Know. You may not be married, so it may not be you know like a joint checking account sort of situation. And you know, right. more often than not, I mean, you probably are. You know, I, and you know, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you would know better than I would, but. I would imagine that, you know, obviously, you know, sexual and physical assault knows no um, financial status, if you will. But I would imagine that the majority of cases probably end up being people that, you know, are maybe in a lower income bracket who are in that Uh, situation. No. No? Okay. Okay. Knows no socioeconomic status. Um, Oftentimes, if you want to profile a, an abusive partner, there's going to be a level of control that's involved. Sure. And sure. so if you are, um, it doesn't matter if you are a rich and powerful person or if you are a, you know, a person working in the blue collar yeah. uh, realm or a person that doesn't even have money and what they're dealing is drugs, you know, like sure. it, it doesn't matter where you're at in the socioeconomic ladder if you have this personality characteristic where you are going to be controlling and demeaning and abusive, um, it, you can be anywhere on the spectrum. And that's a good point, that. you know. If they've already put themselves in a control over your life, yeah, they might have money, you know. And, and I so I feel bad for saying that, I guess, initially. But, you know, if, if the issue is well, control... What I will agree with yeah. is that oftentimes people that have this personality characteristic are are seeking out people that have more of a timid, shy, and I, I hate to use the word weak, but weak personality. Sure. Yeah. They're not looking for a partner that's going to stand up against them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, they're the looking perfect... for somebody that they're going to be able to control. Yeah, and no matter how much money that family has, that person probably already has control of the money, of the things that would allow you to survive without them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it sounds like the perfect scenario for that is a, a, a rock star and somebody paying to come to see them. Like, does that yeah. not sound power I, I mean, control? You know, you're you're automatically. And how many of these girls are are picturing themselves as this is my princess moment? I mean, we're we right. are trained well, from the moment as little girls uh-huh. from the moment that we can walk that we are princesses and that we are going to yeah. have some Prince Charming come along and, and drag us out of whatever <laughs> heap that we're in at the time or whatever trouble that sure. we're in. Yeah. And they're going to rescue us from this life. And right. so these, these little girls are going to these concerts and they see this attractive, wealthy, famous person and how many of them are thinking that legitimately I'm going to be the one? Well, well see, yeah, and you know, they're happen. singing these romantic songs, so they think, oh, he's probably he's such a sweet, me, sensitive or, guy, yeah. and yeah. now I met him, and he likes and, me, and you know. Not only that, we did have a couple of comments on the, the Facebook post um, that were like, hey, it's a badge of honor for you to go to mm-hmm. a show and get hit on by one of the musicians or to be considered a groupie. 
And it's like, that's one thing. But to be sexually assaulted, that's that's a totally different thing. Again, it's that's the consent. That's one thing I want to point out. Yes. Because, <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, and, and so one of the questions that came up in the podcast newsfeed, and I apologize if I'm jumping ahead, um, but it kind of ties into that. You know, Brian, you mentioned during one of our other conversations, I think before the podcast started, um, that, you know, let's say I'm a teenage girl. And I'm not even supposed to be at this concert. Right. Brian is a teenage girl for the record. And then (laughs) this happened. And what am I supposed to do? Like, and probably maybe I drank some alcohol and maybe Uh I used some drugs. And, Uh you know, and then this assault happened. How am I supposed to go home and tell my parents when I was supposed to be having a sleepover? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you do? Because I grew up in a household, um, you know, we lived in the suburb of Chicago. But I would always go to Chicago. Um, oh, we always did. I we both did. So Brian and I. Oh, you know. Yeah. The you the badge of honor as a kid was to sneak out of your house and go to Chicago and go to a punk rock show or whatever. And you're absolutely you know? right. You would have a couple of drinks and you would do all these. You'd smoke pot. You'd do all these things. That True you're story. Not I got arrested on one of those occasions. Yeah, yeah, for shoplifting, and there was no more humiliating experience than. Calling, having the Chicago Police Department call my mother right. and tell her that she had to drive her ass all the way out here to come get me. Right. So add all of that on top of like, Mom, I'm sorry, but I was sexually assaulted right. tonight. Are they going to believe you? You just lied to them about something else. Sure. That's the other thing. It's right. like, hey, I've, I've, I've gotten arrested in the city of Chicago when I'm not even supposed to be here with this person that you've forbid me to be with. Um, doing this activity that you told me I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing it. Right. Now I've gotten sexually assaulted. How likely am I to report that to anyone? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, you know, one of the, the follow-up statements from that was, you know, are you going to allow your minor child to then blog about this on the internet and not do something about it? Right. Um yeah. You know, and and what I my response to that, I didn't give a response to that in the Facebook post um, because a it didn't seem like anybody's opinions was really being heard. So no, I didn't, not you know, at all. It was, not it was at really, all. There was any point to it, but also you know another reason for that was because I hadn't done my research in this particular situation yet to even know how old these girls were um, or to know what they were saying or anything like that. And I wanted to be sure that before I gave an opinion that I had done some research. And um, so now that I have, the majority of the posts that I'm seeing are are of adult women who are saying when I was 15, this happened. Yes, exactly. And they have, you know, when, yeah. Yeah, if my adult daughter, who's 23, 24, 25 years old, comes in and says, you know, I, I find out by some chance that she's posted this on the internet, I might have a conversation with her about, do you, you know, feel like that was really, you know, what you wanted to do? But in the end, it's up to her. That's her choice. Mm-hmm. It's her body. It was her experience. It's right. her story. She decides what she's going to do with it. Yeah. Um, and you made a great point earlier me- about, you know, how, um, shoot, uh, God, I edit that out. Yeah, yeah, I forgot where there was something you said earlier. Where and I, and I lost I it, and I lost it because I'm looking at Brian scrolling through his Facebook for some reason. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But um, oh, there was it was something about shoot, never mind. What were you just saying? 
Well, I was just saying, like, if it's my adult daughter, that's her choice. Oh, okay. So um, the financial game, that's what it was. Okay. So I, I got it. So the point was, you made a great point earlier about like the, these women aren't seeking any financial gain from this. So let's pretend right. that, you know, these guys were saying, Oh, you know, they're just, you know, they're sluts who just want something out of it. What do they want out of it? Why wouldn't, if they wanted something out of it, wouldn't they exactly have gone to the police? Because any lawyer, like, let's say they had, they lawyered up and they're like, oh yeah, let's sue Jared Leto because you had sex with him and you can say it wasn't consensual. Wouldn't the first thing you would do be to go to the police because that would be what you would need in order to file this financial claim or to try to get him to pay you out would be to have documentation that indicates that this happened. So it's so yeah. silly for people to say, oh, they just want something out of him or whatever. Like, what? What do they want out of him? Wouldn't they have filed a police report in that case, you know? Right. And I, I'm guessing, you know, for some people, they may be thinking about that badge of honor kind of concept and that they're getting some sort of recognition for having participated in this type of behavior with him but at the same time really what what i have read so far the the specific um blogs entries that i have read uh, read very similar to the type of therapeutic activity i would have a victim do with me in my office um now i wouldn't necessarily recommend that they post it on a blog site on the internet right after they leave my office Again, it's their story. It's their decision. They mm-hmm. choose what to do with that. But yeah. um, oftentimes, getting telling the story is part of the process of healing. Um, oh, sure. So oftentimes, after a traumatic event happens, there may be a period of time for those of us that maybe did the flight or freeze uh-huh. um, yeah. type of response. There may be a period of time that we don't talk about that or that they, you know, the individual doesn't talk about it, because they can't. They just physically and mentally, emotionally cannot manage the Absolutely. word coming out their mouth. Yeah, can you imagine kind of yeah. event happen? Having to talk about it and over and over and over okay. again, yeah. No, I've got so many things to say. I could talk all day long by myself, and you guys could even just walk out of the room and never know that I was still going. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, you know, the thing is, is that there is a ripple effect that when something like this happens, and so the ripple is that maybe I don't want to experience my family members looking at me differently than they do. Absolutely. I don't want to experience my friends treating me differently than they do. I don't want the world to, to look at me like I'm a victim. Well, you know, some yeah. people may have that kind of mentality. There's so much that goes into all of this that, um, it, it can't even begin to be encompassed in one conversation especially yeah when you're looking at the 16 you know 15 16 year old girl okay let's say you reported that assault to set to jared leto and all of your little friends were there with you at the concert and they you know didn't oh quote unquote get to have sex with him or whatever it's still their favorite band and then now you're the enemy because you're the one who's coming and you know pushing charges against their favorite band. Guess what? Now every day of the rest of your life in high school is going to be a living hell because you have now become the enemy to all your friends because you're going against their favorite band guy or whatever. And and not only that, but if you are sexually assaulted by somebody with money or power or clout, for lack of a better term, I I mean, how much more likely are you to report this? 
Right. right? I, to to me, it's like less likely. Less, I I, I agree. Much less. Yeah. Yeah. With somebody saying like, "Hey, not only will no one believe you, but everyone will abandon you. No one will trust you." But yeah. also, like, please come. Let your lawyers argue with my lawyers, and let's see who comes out on top. I've got millions of dollars. I can do whatever the fuck I want to. Right, right. What, what do you got? Yeah. Well, and Missy, you brought up a good point about that earlier, too, when you said if someone had been sexually abused in the past, they're that much less likely to report another incident. So, you know, you're not, you know, like, we're assuming these, we're assuming these people have never been sexually assaulted before. If they had been sexually assaulted before they're going to be that much less likely to report something like this happening because of, you know, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z that you said. Yeah. And I hate right. To- so, well, and I, I think that I said that before the recording started. Right. If not, I apologize because this will be like a loop. But um, something to consider is that if the events that happen, once I disclose that assault happened, the events that occur afterwards are incredibly traumatic. And so the person who experienced that is putting themselves through basic re-traumatization through the investigation process. They're telling their story so many times, and every time that somebody's talking to them, they're talking to them um, with suspicious intent. You know, like, they have... Because they're having that whole innocent until proven guilty mentality. So until you can give me the evidence that I need to pursue prosecution of this charge against that person, I'm going to talk to you as though I don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. Um, You know, that's not true for every investigation process, but that is part of it. And it can feel like, why are you questioning me a hundred times? Are you trying to trip me up? You know, kind of thing. Or even like, you know, just being talked to like a victim, like, oh, you poor thing. And, you know, that's not comfortable either. You know, like like you said, looking at you differently afterwards, everybody would. And And the effect on the brain from trauma is incredible. And so, you know, we kind of call it trauma brain um, because the, the accounting of the story right now is is this. And when I talk to you again in two weeks, that may change a little bit, either because you're remembering more details or because you're disassociating more and you're leaving some details out. Um, Like, so there's, there's different things. So each time that I tell my story, it may appear as though I'm changing little details um, or I'm remembering things in a different way. The further I get away from it, uh, the less clear that memory may appear. And so then I may change it up a little bit. So it, it makes it seem like I'm not credible Right. But really, I just experienced trauma. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and, and you forgot details maybe the first time that right. you remember later on. And Missy, is there is, right. there is there a level to where, like, hey, you bring somebody of celebrity or importance or notoriety, and there's a little bit, even for you, Missy, because you're you're a social worker. Um, is there somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, this person with this amount of." money and energy and notoriety and popularity and celebrity raped me is there a part of you to where you're kind of like well wait a minute stop is there is is there a part for you where that happens okay so for me mm-hmm. i go into every situ- you know reporting situation 
without a doubt that person is telling me the truth. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And then through the through the process of getting to know that person um, and going into it. Now, granted, my job now is not to investigate the truth. At the point that I was doing investigations, um, you know, that's a little bit different. But right now, my, my job is not to determine whether or not this is true. My job is to determine how the person is feeling about it and then help them get to a state sure. of functioning better based on what they're telling me. But, um, you know, when you're doing an investigation, for me, I would walk into every reporting situation as though they were telling me 100% the truth and then we'd have to prove it. Okay. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, do you think that if there's not enough evidence to prove it, we can't prove it. And right. That doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen. It means I couldn't prove it. Absolutely. Right. Do you think that, um, you know, not to, blame police officers but do you think police officers are are trained the same way as you are to where everything is no so that is a movement that is progressively happening i recently shared a post um where uh in kansas city there's a police station that just hired a social worker to be on staff um and you know more and more when we go to trainings we see more and more law enforcement officers at those trainings uh, pertaining to trauma, and which I okay. think is amazing and wonderful. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, it's there's great. A, the, there's a, go ahead. I was just going to um, say, one of the interesting I, things is like, you know, I think also in today's day and age, we're trained not to trust the police. Think about, you know, all of the shootings and things that have happened where like, you know, as a society, we're learning to not trust the police force. So right. yeah, you know, I think there's just one right. quick point to make it more less likely that people would report, you know, but go ahead. Right. And that's absolutely something to consider too, particularly for your lower socioeconomic families, families who have a culture of involvement with law enforcement, child welfare, they're very suspicious and they're less likely to utilize those resources that are out there to available to them because of their, their lack of trust in the system. Um, Whereas then, again, on the far end of the spectrum, which are incredibly wealthy people, they're less likely to utilize those resources because of stigma and stereotypes. Absolutely. Um, and they don't want their reputation to be damaged. So yeah. really, if you think about it, your middle-class families are your healthier families, um, just in general. They're a little bit no, more, not. They're more willing no. to accept help. <laughs> they're aware of the resources that are available to them, and they'll utilize those if needed. Yeah, so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, Um, so, well, you know, one of the things I wanted to say, and it leads us to, you know, I I did a quick poll on Facebook about this and, um, you know, uh, I guess I would go ahead and say that, well, here's what happened. Um, I did a poll and I said, would you continue to support the work of a celebrity you like? if they have been accused but not convicted of sexual assault. Because at the end of the day, that's what this really was all about, was, right. you know, this I, fact of that. So that was the poll question. Oh, I'd sorry. like to back up and kind of say that this isn't just about Jared Leto, Leto right. however you want to say right. it. There's um, Kevin Spacey. This, it's sexual you know, assault with sexual your next-door neighbor. You're, you, a member of your family. Exactly. Like this it's, this it's, is not something that's just pinpoint... This no, person. but we like to do polls because we like to involve everyone Absolute, else's opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, it just brings it us... It was a great poll. It was a great p- question. It brings us back to the whole reason we decided to have this episode in the first place, mm-hmm. which was this question of, 
would you continue to support an artist that you like be- if they had been accused but not necessarily convicted? And um, interestingly enough, the um, the consensus right now is 57% of people said yes, they would continue to support the work of a celebrity that they like if they had been accused but not convicted. And 43% no said no. And now there are, but the commentary is, so to me that I look at that number and it's discouraging, but if you look at some of the comments, it's actually, it's not as bad as, as you think, you know, okay, so I'll go ahead and, um, we'll start with the lighthearted, I guess, funny one out of the bunch, um, which was one of my good friends. And and this is a true story. She said, perhaps you have not heard about the campground Michael Jackson debate of 2004 in which after being berated for her Michael Jackson fandom, I drunkenly declared, I'd buy Hitler's album if it had enough sick beats. Obviously, I was just being a sarcastic asshole, but I also don't truly believe the Michael Jackson accusations. Now, R. Kelly, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) But if you think I'm not going to get down to ignition, remix in quotes, you are wrong. But I would never pay to see him. So I thought that was interesting because... I, you know, and I said, you know what, you're right. You know, even this is obviously her being playful about it, but, you know, that's my best friend for you. Um, There's something to, like, you know, how, how, if there hasn't been a conviction, you have to rely on your own convictions on what, whether or not you believe it to be true. And not only that, but, you know, like, okay, like, there's a big difference between listening to Ignition by R. Kelly and buying a ticket to his show. Yeah, okay, I totally can get behind that. You know, so she's a yes, I would, I guess, support their music in the sense that I might still listen to it, but not pay to go see them, which is fair. Another one that I really liked a lot was um, absolutely not for a human being to come out and say they were put in a volatile situation is courageous. One way I can support their bravery is no longer fiscally supporting the accused. And what I said to that is, you're right. I said, you know, do you think that that celebrity is going to uh, go into bankruptcy because I didn't pay for a ticket to their show? Probably not. Probably not. But until I know for a fact whether or not that's true, I'd rather not spend my money on them. And that was my whole purpose of this post was, hey, whether he, whether Jared Leto... (laughs) <laughs> you're going Leto I'm going Leto I don't know what <laughs> I don't know Leto Leto whether Jared Leto Leto whoever the fuck he is <laughs> raped these Jordan Catalano let's just go right. Jordan Catalano okay fair enough whether he whether he uh, sexually assaulted these women these no 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 these fucking children and women and women, women and children women and children whether he sexually assaulted them yes or no doesn't matter to me the fact is, there's these accusations that are out there. Many. Many accusations that are out there that I'm not going to spend my softly earned money on him. <laughs> I don't work hard. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I'm a, he does not work that but hard. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to waste the money that I earn, hard or not. Hard or not. <laughs> On this guy. That was the whole intent of this post. And, and you know, and that's really what it is. And, and, you know, and that's why I think her answer, albeit, you know, funny, um, 
is a perfect way of saying it. You know, like you can still listen to their music. Like, sure. no one cares what you like and what you don't like in terms of that. But when it comes to financially supporting something or not, you know, my sister actually, Jenna, is a big proponent of this, like voting with your dollars, mm-hmm. like philosophy. You know, if you believe right. in something, vote with your dollars. That's how you have a voice sure. when you're one person of hundreds of millions in a society the one way you can always make your point is to decide where you spend your money at the end of the day and i think that's a really good point um you know another one of my good friends said this is a tough one i would have to feel comfortable supporting my belief in their innocence Mm -hmm. which is again the same thing and i you know i said that's a great point i like the fact that you understand the victim doesn't have to necessarily report it to the police for you to believe innocence or guilt. Right. There has to be more to it, you know, right. like... Because, I mean, even OJ was acquitted of murder. Hello. <laughs> hello. And, you know, then there's the Kevin right. Spacey example where Kevin Spacey is currently being investigated and for that's it. that's another thing. And I didn't want to make this just Jared Leto. I yeah, didn't want to make it male yeah. and female because right. males get there's, assaulted, there's too. There's actually yeah. a website that I found in doing my little research that lists all of the famous people and all of the charges that have been brought against them for and there's a lot. You know, um, sexual assault or domestic violence or, you know, whatever it might be, driving while intoxicated. Like, right. And it, it goes in alphabetical order. And there are a lot. Yeah. And I don't, I would not deny that as a famous person, you do maybe have increased risk of false reporting Certainly. happening. But and it also there comes- are tons of famous, incredibly successful, very wealthy people out there that do not have these claims brought against them. Absolutely. So just based on the fact that you're famous does not mean that when somebody says you did something that it's automatically a lie because right. they're trying right. to make money or trying to be famous. Right. And I also think it has a lot to do with what are they doing as an artist or as a, a famous person. You look at somebody like Matt Lauer, for instance, and everybody's like, oh, he's guilty. Fuck him. Okay. Because it's a news show and no one gives a fuck who tells about the news. Right. But he's right. a celebrity. Right. And everybody immediately believed every one of those women. No one questioned them for a second. Sure. Okay. Jared Leto is a musician. Okay. Music is very personal to people and it makes people feel things. And so they relate to musical artists on a way, on a level that they don't with a newscaster. Right. Or like Harvey Weinstein, okay? He's a guy that is responsible for a lot of famous things. And again, no one hesitated to believe every single one of those people, well, except some stupid pieces of shit in Hollywood but who had done work for him. But the fact of the matter is, is that most people don't really, you know, they see that he's famous and they get it, but no one was really questioning those women because no one feels personal feelings or went through something with Jared Leto because of his song. Like, you know, no people who had been in movies with Harvey Weinstein, who'd been accused of the same thing. People started to get more personal about that because again, a movie can do the same thing to someone personally where you're like, wow, that person took me through a journey. I felt something because of their art. Whereas if someone's uh, well, famous, I mean, yeah. I will self-admit, I'll use myself as an example. You know, when the whole Bill Cosby thing came out, my initial reaction was that there was no way that this no really way. wonderful Heartbroken. You know, father of the family could possibly have done what There's they no were way. saying. It broke my um, heart to think it, about it. You know, it, I mean, I think that it's natural for us to want to believe in the people that we 
kind of look up to. Absolutely. You know, but the reality is, like I said, the majority of assaults, the majority of crimes against people in this kind of way are not the skeezy man in a trench coat in an alleyway. It is the people that we know and we love. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Missy, you had some you had some um, statistics on how many women report or how many people who how many women who have been assaulted versus how many men who have been assaulted. Well, the statistic is that one in four women will be assaulted okay. in their lifetime, and one ah. in six men will be assaulted in their lifetime. And so, what? But they say that that is grossly underestimated because they've they've gotten those numbers based on reporting statistics, right. and we know that right. people don't always report. So they say that more likely it's one in two women and one in three men um, at this day and age. And so really the difference between male and female assault is not even, I mean, it's not even worth noting in my opinion, you know, because it's basically, the reality is, is that if you have a daughter or a son, they are incredibly likely to at some point in, in their life experience some sort of sexual inappropriate interaction wow um and based on your and on, based on your personal professional opinion what is the best way to handle a situation where someone is sexually assaulted so particularly if it's a young person um you know the younger these reports go through your state hotline um if you're wanting to pursue charges against that person right with your minors involved parents are the ones that make these decisions um so it's not that your your nine-year-old gets to decide whether or not necessarily unless you as the parent decide to let them have that conversation and to decide i don't want to press charges um the reality is uh that they're going to need some type of mental health interaction with a counselor and there are tons of resources in every community that are often overlooked um, that offer a sliding scale. Many therapy clinics offer a sliding scale so that if your insurance doesn't cover therapy, um, that there, it's still maybe possible for that to happen. Okay. Um, there are even free clinics. Uh, I know in Springfield, Missouri, which is not too far from you guys, they actually provide some free counseling service to victims through the Victim Center, um, and they service people from outside of the region um, because that's a service that's not readily available in every community. But there are some churches that provide counseling services for free, uh, particularly for members um, or family members of members. Um So there's all kinds of resources to look for. But the real thing is that generally they're going to need to have a healthy, stable, objective person to talk to um, to help work through that experience and get to a place where it's not going to have, I mean, it's going to have an impact for the rest of their lives, but but maybe it won't be as impactful as if it goes ignored. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Um, You know, I think we're probably at a good point to sort of wrap it up a little bit. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we normally we do shout outs at, at the end of the episode. Um, what I want to do instead of a shout out is a shout out to resources. You know, yeah. you just shared, you know, a bunch of things that people can do if themselves or someone they know have been in that situation. But we also looked up, you know, 
because you, yeah, obviously, ideally, you'd report it to the police. But you know what? Not everybody wants to do that. So we wanted to share with you some other resources that you can do if you are somebody that you know, you know, that you can reach out to. If you are someone you know has experienced uh, sexual assault of any kind and um, doesn't feel comfortable reporting it in that way, so um, one of the first uh, things that comes up, you know, is the um, National Sexual Assault Hotline. Um, their telephone number is one eight hundred. 656 hope uh and that's 656-4673 you can always call them and they'll be able to help you out with resources uh there's also the uh, rape abuse incest national network and that's www.rainn.org they're you know known as rain you can reach out to them um planned parenthood actually is another organization that we looked up and they have resources for people that have been in that situation too. Um, they're wonderful. There's, you know, locally almost, oh, you know, I guess in larger areas, almost always, you know, Planned Parenthood somewhere you can go. They will help you too. Um, and, and then locally. Actually, I mean, because oftentimes if you've experienced a sexual assault, regardless of whether or not you're going to report it, it's very important to have a medical checkup done um, to make sure that you are not... Um, at risk, you know, there for any long-term medical conditions. Certainly. And so Planned Parenthood is actually a um, confidential place that you can go, and it doesn't have to be your doctor that's been seeing you since you were 13, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, it can be kind of a neutral person that you, you don't really have a relationship with, but you can get that medical care that you're needing. Definitely in a judgment-free zone, you know, which is also another right. great thing. Um, also, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, the sometimes these things are in a domestic violence sort of situation. Um, locally, okay. the Northwest Arkansas Women's Shelter, you know, they're a partner of ours. You know, we did a fundraiser for them. And um, they're someone that you can reach out to, too. You know, if you've been in that situation, um, the president there is, um, Jelana is amazing, you know, and she yeah. would literally take the shirt off her own back to help someone that was in a situation like this. So there's actually you know, a story to where someone took their own socks off. Yeah. To give them to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Shirt, socks. I mean, kind of yeah. same thing, but they're amazing people. And if you're in that situation, you know, on a personal level, she's someone that, you know, you could trust that will help you in whatever way that she can. And, um, I, I like actually get choked up thinking about that organization because sure, they're so yeah. amazing. And um, so, you know, there's just so many places that you can go to for help, for a place to go for food or shelter or someone to talk to or to just, you know, to help you get through it. And um, so you're not alone. You don't have yeah. to report it to the police, although we do recommend you report it to the police because I feel like any asshole who does something like this deserves the fullest prosecution of the law, including my foot so far up their ass that they will be tasting Jimmy Choo's for weeks. <laughs> but, but you know, on a real note, you know, there's a lot of places that you can go for help. So, right. And, and Missy, uh, excuse me. If somebody doesn't want to report to the police, these are all good um, re- resources for them to report to. Or... Yeah, you can, I mean, you have a, a right as a human being to choose whether or not you're going to pursue 
charges against another person for assaulting you. Um, So you can go to any of those kinds of places and ask for help. Um, You can call your local, and I know this this is an option that a lot of people feel very uncomfortable with, and I I recognize why that is the case, but um, your local child welfare agencies are not only about investigating abuse and neglect and removing children. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are a wealth of knowledge on resources. And if a family that has children calls and says, you know, I'm going through a really hard time and I have questions about resources that might be appropriate for my family, they will connect you with a social worker who will walk you through resources that are available in your community. I mean, and that can be anything from, I don't know how to use, you know, buckle a car seat into my car appropriately, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. anything. That's what they're there for. And they have a wealth of knowledge for that information and they're, they're ready and willing to do that. Definitely. Um, and, you know, that's so, another thing about the, the Northwest Arkansas Women's Shelter I wanted to mention too, is that um, do not let the name deter you. Um, they've actually, I think when we were talking to Jelana, she was talking about the fact that they have been tossing around the idea of changing the name to not just include women because they recognize the fact that domestic violence and these things happen to everybody. Right. So, you know, yeah. if you, it doesn't just have to be a woman if you're in that situation. There are local resources that you can reach out to as well. Yeah. There are also confidential um, groups, I guess you could call them. You could call them blog sites. You could call them different things where um, it's there are credentialed, licensed counselors who are monitoring the site. Mm-hmm. But if you've experienced any kind of trauma, you can go in there and have conversations. And um, there are other people that have gone through those kind of experiences who are are there to have conversations with you and then the counselors will chime in and um, contact people who appear like they're really struggling. Um, Those are available as well. And I can't remember the name of it right now, but I can probably find it pretty easily and send it to you guys if you wanted to post it on we definitely, uh, yeah, can, we yeah. definitely will. And you can always email us if you're interested uh, in that. That can feel was, a little bit more comfortable for people, especially our younger population now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Where they do so much online. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that can, that's something that is, is available as well. I also want to put out there that if you're in any type of this situation, please reach out to us. Yeah, we um, are here for you. Yeah. yeah. One million percent. Like right. Brian and I are the biggest judgment free zone of all time and you know we will we'll give you the shirt off our backs to help yeah, you too absolutely reach out to us we we won't necessarily call the cops we won't but but we're gonna do we're gonna find something to we're from chicago we know people yeah we know <laughs> how to, we know how to bury a body um, <laughs> just that's playful but honestly you know we really will like don't be us. afraid we're yeah. here for you too yeah. you know fnb podcast at gmail.com it's that easy yeah. um let us know what you need if you're in any type of the situation we will find a resource for you for sure. Definitely, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's probably you know probably a good point to wrap it up. Missy, thank you so much for your yeah, amazing wealth of knowledge. For this, for this um, episode, oh, are, are you still are you recording? Yeah, yes. yeah, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> we don't stop until we say Frank, uh, Frank's and Beanies. The, it's the end of the show here, but yeah. um, I I would say that. A, a disclosure needs to be made about the content of the episode and the potential for re-traumatization based on the information that's discussed. Okay. Um, and it's, 
it's kind of too late here at the end, but to say that again at the beginning would be really helpful because um, if any at any point in time during this conversation you've been listening and you have felt as though you have been triggered in some sort of way, if you don't have somebody to talk to, please reach out to a family member, a friend, a close personal, um, trusted individual, a professional, whoever it might be, um, to talk through that because we don't want you to feel like you don't have resources available. You can also reach out to Beth and Brian or let them know that you'd like to contact me and I'm happy to talk to anybody as well. Definitely. And thank yeah. you for that, thank Missy, you so much, honestly. Missy. Yeah. All right. Well, our little Franks and Beanies, you know, take care of each other and respect each other. Yeah, absolutely. Every 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 minute of the day, like I hate that we even have to have this podcast because it's a, it's something that shouldn't have to have have to happen, have to happen, happen. Right, <laughs> use your words. I'm trying, but you get what it he's trying to say. <laughs> it shouldn't have to happen. It sh- yes, thank yeah. you. Beth. And you know, and we get that, but we want you to know that we're here for you if it does. So you guys Absolutely. take care of each other and respect each other, our little Franks and Beanies. Yeah. Thank you for listening, Franks and Beanies. <laughs> <laughs>